1: hey guys what's going on jeb here and in today's video we are going to be doing some bitcoin technical analysis because there has been a major update on the bitcoin chart in fact for the first time in the last several months bitcoin has set a new higher high on the daily chart and the reason this is important is because for a rally to begin you first have to set a higher high then you can set a higher low then you can start moving to the upside we have just made short-term history if you will and i'm very excited to bring you some bitcoin TA. Today, we are going to be talking about where Bitcoin might go next, and I think you guys are going to be very interested in what we have to say. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Kind of Crypto Tim. How you doing, Tim?
2: I'm doing good, man. It was a good weekend, so I'm glad to be back. Almost didn't even have this show, though, because of technical Gosh. difficulties <laughs> and you would think it literally right as we fix one technical difficulty one another a brand new up. one that has never surfaced yep in ever rears its head it's we've literally never stupid. had this
1: one we've never we've literally never had this one technical difficulty it's really dumb and no this one was not smay's fault it's completely not all the other ones are though smay i'm sorry though how are you doing smay welcome to the show
0: I have no mic.
1: Oh, yeah, he has no mic. I forgot about that. That's another one of the technical difficulties that we're dealing with. But you know what's not a technical difficulty is the new office and the new set and the new studio that we're going to be moving into in under a month on August 27th. That is move-in day. And may could we potentially have someone film that and make like a dope montage video out of the move-in? Is that something that we could do? sounds like that's something that we could do so give us a one in chat if that's something that you would like to see because we got some amazing content coming up over the next couple of weeks and months for you guys make sure to smash that like button if you haven't already we got some ta that we need to jump into and we're also going to be talking about Uh, what's going on on Capitol Hill. We're going to talk a little bit about El Salvador, and we've got a few more things we're going to dive into a little bit later. So let's go ahead and jump on to the chart. Guys, there have been some technical difficulties on Bitcoin over the last three days because Bitcoin has corrected from where it rallied to on Friday of around $42,500. We rallied up here, and that is a very good thing, but yes, we have, in fact, corrected ever since the beginning of Saturday. But the first thing that I need to point out is this trend line right here. Notice this flat level of resistance on Bitcoin. This is set back on the 15th of June at $40,700. And the reason that it is so incredibly critical is because it was the most recent major high that Bitcoin had set. Uh, up until that time, we had seen lower highs right here, lower highs, lower highs. Three of them, in fact, three <clears throat> major lower highs. And they were signaling that Bitcoin was in a downtrend. But now we have set a new higher high on the daily chart. And that is a new precedent because if we want to move into an uptrend, we got to see higher highs and higher lows. Now we've seen the higher high. Now we just need to see the higher low. And we might be about to see that pretty soon. Zooming into the four hourly chart, we can see that Bitcoin has been rejecting for the last 48 hours in change. Ever since we hit our top here on the 31st of July, we have been pulling to the downside for the last day and a half. In fact, we pulled back 8.2%. A lot of people are very concerned about this. A lot of people are worried like, hey, Jeb, look, Bitcoin just corrected 8.5% in a day and a half. Is that a problem? Should we be concerned about Bitcoin? I'm here to tell you, no, absolutely not. You shouldn't be concerned about this. And there's a very good reason why. Bitcoin has rallied a massive amount in the last two weeks. In fact, ever since we bottomed out at $29,500 on the 20th, 21st of July, we rallied 43% in the span of 10 days. Looking at the TD sequential, we can see that Bitcoin got massively overextended. We hit a 9 flash on the TD sequential. We rallied pretty far outside of the Bollinger Bands. Lux Algo is incredibly bullish, but even that would tell you, like, hey guys, we need to calm down a little bit. We need to pump the brakes. So yes, we needed a correction. This has been a very healthy thing so far. Make no mistake, a 10% correction after a 40% rally is not a bad thing. It's not the end of the rally. It is currently simply healthy consolidation validation that we should be happy about but i do want to remind you of something and that's what lux algo is saying because lux algo is showing a strong buy signal for the first time in three months the last time we saw a buy signal on lux algo was in april it is now august this is a very good sign for anyone looking for long-term upwards potential and by the way guys if you haven't already signed up for lux algo, you should the link is in the description box down below if you if you use coupon code jeb j-e-b-b you'll get 20 percent off <clears throat> at checkout Now, there's a few more things I want to talk about here on Bitcoin, and they all show up down on the four hourly chart. Bitcoin currently, even though it's in a correction, still has a series of higher highs and higher lows. I'm going to clean this chart up just a little bit. And what I want to show you is this. We see three lows right here, and we also see four highs right here. All of them are higher than their previous counterparts. We've seen one, two, three higher lows and one, two, three, four. Or higher highs. That indicates that even on the four-hourly chart, we are in an uptrend. Now, if we do start seeing Bitcoin pull back below the bottom of around $38,000, uh, $38,500, then yes, we would technically be in a four-hour downtrend. But I'm expecting that to happen. In fact, I personally think that we're going to see Bitcoin pull back down to this $36,500 to $37,500 region. And the reason is, we just had a massive rally. Bitcoin has not seen a massive rally happen in quite some time. And in this case, I think that Bitcoin needs to reset just a little bit, Bit more I think eight and a half percent might not have been quite enough I'd like to see Bitcoin pull back 10 12 13 14 percent and doing so would pull us back down to this level so there's two major levels of support at play right now there's this level based on this low here on the 30th of july this one is at 38 and a half thousand dollars and then we also have a level of support right here at 36 and a half thousand dollars i'm expecting that bitcoin is going to uh, pull back somewhere in this region probably do something like a double or a triple bottom and then we are going to rally but the point here is that this small correction is just a smaller movement that is nested inside of the longer term uptrend i think in the long run, Bitcoin is moving to the upside here. I want to hear what you guys think about that in chat. There's a few more things I want to cover here on Bitcoin, but first, I want to also hear what Tim thinks. What do you think? Where are we going next, Tim?
2: This is a great question, and we're the price predictions are back for this Friday, so we'll be answering they those are. at the end of the stream. Nice. Nice. Um, no one saw that. <laughs> man, I so I'm I'm watching even what you're doing in, in, in lag, because obviously I don't get to see what's on your computer live. I get to see it like 20 seconds later on YouTube, because uh, Jeb and I did not sit down this morning and go over technical analysis, so normally we do do some of that, but this morning we didn't. It's oh, goodness me! May. Oh uh, <laughs> May's making poop jokes in the corner. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to see exactly what you're thinking. I, I, I'm following your logic, your reasoning. I don't know if I have the experience enough to see in the technicals why I believe it would pull back down to 36. Not that I think that would be impossible, obviously. I have a sneaky suspicion that this is simply... You know, if you're following Wyckoff's thing, we're actually going to be kind of consolidating here around this $40,000 level because we've been bouncing above it, coming back below, bouncing above it. And that has to do with the sign of strength and then testing the, uh, the, sales points, the supply, the levels of supply, uh, which I think is what's happening right now as a shakeout before we see a massive bull rally, but let me keep thinking about that during the stream, and we'll give our predictions at the end.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so guys, we also have a super chat Look, looking like it's from Liberty Above All. Donate a $10 said, let's get this party started. Looking forward to some morning TA. Time to burst through resistance. Drive a plus one Liberty Above All in chat. Kicking off the week with a super chat. Thank you very much for that, Liberty. Also, guys, make sure to smash that like button if you haven't already. We got some more technical analysis that we want to do here because there's actually something else I'm seeing on the daily chart that might be of interest to you. And that is this. There is currently a spinning top showing up on the daily chart. This is a signal that is coming in based on a low uh, based on a long lower shadow and a long upper shadow we also see right here that there's a relatively small body this is called a spinning top because well it looks like a spinning top it looks like what you might call a dreidel Uh, it looks like one of those little tops that you spin. these are actually very important signals and the reason they're very important signals is because they indicate indecision in the market they indicate that the market is well indecisive and that it doesn't really know where it wants to go it indicates that there's a stalemate going on between the bulls and the bears the reason is this long upper shadow and indicates that the bulls tried and failed, and this long lower shadow indicates the bears tried and failed. A lot of times you'll see it showing up at the bottom of a trend. And the reason you'll see it show up at the bottom of a trend or at the top of a trend is because when the market is moving up, before it can move down, there's a moment up there where you're not moving at all. That's what this looks like. When you're moving down before you can start moving up, there's a moment where you're not moving at all, and that's what we're seeing right here. So there is actually an argument to be made that we may have already found our bottom at $38,500. The reason, and this is a great question, Tim, the reason that I think that we might be headed down to between thirty-six dollars and $38,000 is because we've seen such a major rally. That just typically seems to be about the percentage that you would see back. A lot of times you'll see the market pull back about a third to maybe uh, two fifths of the way that it moved to the upside. So that means that if we move to the upside, what, uh, $12,000, then we might be expecting to see Bitcoin move to the downside between three and five thousand dollars. If we move down, uh, but excuse me, between like. Uh, yeah, about three and $5,000. So if we did that, then we would probably move um, somewhere between $40,000 all the way down to maybe $37,000, which is roughly where I'm seeing. That prediction of moving down to those support levels is based off of where the support levels are, not so much a whole lot else. But there is one thing that I do want to show you, and that's this. Bitcoin broke above the 100 daily simple moving average right here. I'm going to turn off the 200 just to make it clear. We broke above the 100 daily simple moving average for the span of three days, and we're currently below it. So this is an important thing. Bitcoin breaking above this is actually very important because the 100 daily simple moving average is oftentimes the thing that maintains the bull market as a level of support notice back during 2016 and 17 we would consistently stay above this level and if we fell below we wouldn't fall below it very far or for very long we would consistently bounce off of it and it would be the level that the market would generally pull back to for us to continue the rally now in this case we've fallen far below the 100 daily simple moving average and a lot of people have used this to say that we are now in a bear market. I don't think that's true I think we're in a bull market but we rallied too far too quick and we needed a correction in this case getting above the 100 daily simple moving average would be a very major step for the bulls and luckily even though we're not currently above it we are very close we did manage to break above it and another thing notice we didn't we had a non-engulfing candlestick right here we saw a major green candlestick and then a much smaller red candlestick this indicates that the bears are in charge but not by very much this movement over the last three days shows that the bears are in power but they're not very strong this is exactly what we want to see bitcoin moved to the upside forty percent twelve thousand dollars in ten days and whenever you you see that happen there needs to be a correction luckily for us this correction looks like it's probably going to bottom out here around the next um somewhere around 37 to 38 and a half thousand the other thing i want to point out is the fibonacci and i want to look for some levels of support here if we bring out the fibonacci we can see that there are several levels of support that we could be looking for namely the 23.6 percent level which is where we are right now is sitting exactly where we are right now. In fact, Bitcoin is currently trading at $39,457. This is sitting at $39,463. So this is the level that we're bouncing off of right now. It very well may hold. If it doesn't, then we also find another level, which is the 38.2% level, which is the most likely retracement that Bitcoin would go to sitting right around $37,500. Now, like I said, guys, there is a strong argument to be made about, okay, we're going to bottom out at $39,500, or we're going to bottom out at $36,500, or we're going to bottom out at thirty-eight or thirty-eight and a half. dollars Point is, it doesn't really matter where exactly the bottom is. The point is that Bitcoin is going through a small retracement, and I think we're going to rally from here. Personally, I think that we'll probably move to the downside for the next couple of days, and then we'll start heading back up towards $50,000. I think by the end of the week, we'll probably be back up close to around 42000 which is where my price prediction for the end of the week is going to come in, which we'll get to. A little bit later where do you think we're heading by the end of the week Tam? do you have your prediction set
2: up I I don't have the official number necessarily I'm gonna hold off till the end to give my official number and even make sure I iron it in but I don't know because the more I say you know mad, is, I guess mad is I you know I'm, I'm looking at what you're doing and I'm like okay I, I see what he's saying here I, I understand the reasoning as to it going down however uh, I'm also you know, the other things I'm looking at, I also see reasoning. You know, with the combination of Wyckoff, <laughs> my gosh, man, I just got the video clip of you. I'm oh watching the stream at the same time as you I guys. I thought he so was sending that to like, me like, discreetly. I didn't realize no. he switched to himself. Uh, yeah. So, um, I if you if you look at a couple things when you okay, if you're following Wyckoff and if you're looking at things on the chart, like for example, the level of ascending uh, support that we have going, is it the most perfect level of support? No. But it is a level of support I, I think there's a good argument to say we're going to go up. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying up to like 50 or 60 and hit new all-time highs by the end of the week or anything but I do think potentially up.
1: We're actually going to $100,000 by tomorrow, Tim.
2: That would be amazing.
1: That's how you get likes on a video, you know. Listen, you just say, hey, we're going thing. to
2: 100 I would love for that to happen and my prediction would be 100% wrong.
0: I would be very, very so, happy I would love if your happen.
2: prediction for Bitcoin by the end of the week is 100000 is it? Uh,
0: that'd be phenomenal. Because I don't even think it's going
1: to hit 100,000 by the end of the year. Oh, well. unpopular opinions coming in from Smite. No, I'm kidding. I think it's probably going to hit it around the end of the year, maybe on into quarter one. Here's an interesting t- um, piece of data that I want to show you guys. Let's jump onto my screen. Bitcoin currently has an uptrend going on here on Google Trends. In fact, we saw it bottom out around 28 and we're now sitting all the way up at 39. That indicates that we've seen nearly a 50 percent increase in the amount of search traffic coming into Bitcoin. And that makes a whole lot of sense because the number of addresses on Bitcoin is going up majorly and the price action is going up. And by the way, one of the very interesting metrics that we look at here is our own channel. One of the things that we look at. Let's go to full screen if we're not. Uh, One of the interesting things that we look at is we look at our subscriber metrics. We look at our viewership metrics. We look at our concurrent metrics. How many people are watching the stream? And right now, there's 1,800 people watching the stream only 15 minutes after we went live. By the way, smash the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. We look at those things because the thing that drives Bitcoin adoption are adopters. How many people are in the cryptocurrency space matters. It's very important. There are a lot of people interested in cryptocurrency right now compared to a month ago. Now, not as many as compared to four months ago But there's a lot of people that are like, oh... Hang on a second. Bitcoin's actually doing something. Maybe I should check this out. Oh, look, my portfolio's up 25%. Yay. Hey, maybe I'm not unprofitable anymore like I was. People are starting to pay attention to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency again. And that's a good sign. And by the way, here's another sign. Let me show you this. Cash App's quarterly Bitcoin revenue triples despite Bitcoin impairment loss for Square. This is an interesting adoption article. And so, too, is the one that I'm going to be talking about with El Salvador here in a second. Jack Dorsey Square made more than 90% more gross profits than the same period last year, with $546 million coming from Cash App's Bitcoin services alone. That's big. Let's read on. Jack Dorsey Square has reported a 200% increase in Bitcoin revenue for the second quarter year-on-year. The company announced the impressive earnings figure in its second quarter shareholder letter on Sunday. In the report, Square revealed its total gross profit grew 91% year-on-year to $1.14 billion. Bitcoin services drove $2.72 billion for revenue for the app, with a gross profit of $55 million and respective increases of 210% and 223% respective year-on-year. Cash App generated a a gross profit of $546 million overall up 94% year on year. Bitcoin revenue and gross profit benefited from year over year increases in the price of Bitcoin and Bitcoin activities and growth in customer demand. That word customer demand is the point we want to make here. Bitcoin has seen a major uptick in usage, not just hodling. The reason that this is so important is because for the last 12, 13 years, the Bitcoin's been around. It was first mined on January 3rd, 2009. Ever since that day, most of Bitcoin has been hodled. The vast majority of Bitcoin has been sat in a wallet somewhere, not doing anything, which is a good thing because it means Bitcoin's taken out of circulation. It means people are betting on it in the long run. I'm not bashing people that hodl. I'm a hodler. That's the point of being a store of value, but the other thing that we want to see Bitcoin doing is being a medium of exchange. Those are two of the major properties of a currency. You have a medium of exchange, a store of value and a unit of account. You want to see Bitcoin complete all three. The US dollar is a medium of exchange and a unit of account, but it's not a store of value. Bitcoin right now is a unit of account and a store of value, but it's barely a medium of exchange cuz nobody uses it. I'm sorry if I went over your head on the top on the on the words there. Basically all I'm saying is that people need to use Bitcoin. If we want it to be mass adopted, then people need to start adopting it. This is a good example of people actually adopting it. People would not be spending so much money through transaction fees with Cash App if they weren't actually moving it and using it. The reason Cash App was able to generate this much value, uh, this much money in revenue is because people are paying for things in Bitcoin. That's exactly what we want to see. That is a very good sign. I'm not concerned about Cash App's financials. I couldn't care less. What I am concerned about is that this is just another piece of evidence that the adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is pushing forward, and anyone who has invested in Bitcoin for the long run is going to be very glad that they did. We have a couple of Super Chats I want to go ahead and
2: read. Uh, Tim, do you have those? Yes, I do. We got one from Liberty Above All. Saying, oh, we already. Oh, we did that one. one. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. We have one from. We have one from Hidre Nagball Nagpal. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, do you have thoughts on how long this run will be like? Like Bitboy spoke about how this bull run will be short—a uh, short one until about mid-September. Also, I love uh, also love from India. Love your Thank show. Thank you
1: very much. I appreciate the donation and the question. First of all, guys, if you are enjoying today's stream, make sure to smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to a thousand likes. We have two thousand people watching live. I know we can do it. If you hit that like button, then you will get your very own unicorn. That uh, our, our legal team is telling me that I'm not allowed to promise that, but it is a definite. And it may be as far as when the bull market will end. Ben thinks that it's going to end mid-September. I respectfully, completely disagree with him. And the reason is what I just talked about with Cash App. Now, where Ben is getting the idea that the bull market will end by the end of the by the uh, mid-September is based on havings. I've talked to him personally about this off camera. He thinks that and he said this on camera, so this isn't anything new. He believes that we're going to end there because of the amount of time that's elapsed since the last halving. Generally speaking, you go about six. I want to say six hundred and forty three days. Is like the average length of a bull market after a having. And look, I'm a technical analyst. I've built my entire career on bait on predicting things based off of the past. But the thing we have to keep in mind is that that is not an exact science. There's a reason I call technical analysis an art form and not a science. It's because you can't blindly, and I'm not saying that Ben is doing this blindly. I am saying I disagree with him. He's not doing this blindly, but you can't blindly um, say this is what this trend has been doing. Therefore, it's going to continue. Now, we don't have any evidence that it's not going to continue either, but I think it's difficult to say that we're going to end in mid-September just because of the one trend that it's a certain amount of days after the having event. I think there's so much more going on in the space right now that there was back then. Mm-hmm. If we were going to end the bull market in mid-September, then why not just call $65,000 the end of the bull market? I don't think we're going to break $65,000 by mid-September. I might be wrong. We might be trading up there somewhere, but I'd be very surprised if we... And by the way, I'd be very surprised if we broke $65,000 and then immediately went into a bear market. If we rallied that quickly in 45 days, then you would think that we're in the beginning of a bull market again, or in the or in a major uptick of the bull market, and you would think there'd be so much exuberance moving into the space that we would see a parabolic run to hundred K. I don't think we're going to be topping out at $65,000 in mid-September. I think the bull market is going to last quite a bit longer than that because I think the market is shifting. We're seeing a lot more institutional and fundamental adoption and retail adoption in the last two years than we ever saw in 2017. Do
2: you think we even get to sixty-five in September? No, I honestly don't. I say that's that was my thing. Is it if, if it's if it's over in September, yeah. I would say then it this was just a small yeah. correction of a complete whole bear market. Exactly. If, yeah. And by the way, I'm over.
1: not I don't know if Ben's prediction is that it hits sixty five thousand dollars in September. I have no idea what it prediction is on that he does believe the bull market will end in mid-september um but yeah i, ju- I just don't agree with it to be honest with you what do yeah. you think tam
2: no i mean that's that okay so what i was just saying was if it is true that there will be an because if he's saying it's over in the end of september mm-hmm. uh which someone did correct they said it wasn't mid-september's was end and okay uh you know that's an you know, extra 14 days you know if it doesn't get back Okay, I don't think it's going to get to 65, but then, first of all... Uh, second of all, uh, if it goes down after that, from maybe... Maybe by that point, we're seeing at 50, 55. Yeah. Maybe we had, like, a wick hit 60. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... I'm like this wasn't a bull cycle, a bull run at all. Yeah, because right? he's just... saying that the bull run's going to make it to. Mi- I'm like, no, no, no. You just had a massive recovery from the bear from a bear market that, that two didn't continue, and it's yeah. going to be severe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, again, I I have not been in the game as long as Ben. I know Ben has sources and Ben has resources and things that I don't have. However, I don't agree with the idea that that would happen. If it does happen, um, it would it would break a lot of the things that have. So, Someone happening. said, it, someone it said, sense.
1: someone uh, Matthew Barrett said Ben is talking about it ending doing to a black swan event and, a, and is calling 100 K. You know, Ben did say that he was predicting it was going to rally before this little rally that we're in started. I think I remember him talking about that. I could be wrong. I don't want to attribute something that's not Wait, true. he
2: predicted the rally we just saw?
1: In the last 10 days. I think he did. I, d- I think he was saying, like, my sources are saying that in the uh, in mid-August, we're going to see a big rally or something, or early August or something, we're going to see a big rally. I don't know his sources. You know, so I. And by the way, Ben, if you're watching this, which you're probably not, but someone clipped this, you're a freaking genius because this whole sources thing, everybody's talking about it. I, I think know. his sources are real. I'm not even saying they're made up. I'm just saying it's hilarious <laughs> because everybody's it's like, Ben's sources are our saying, turtles. Smee has his own sources. Yes, yeah, Sme, that's... What are your sources telling you? <clears throat> I don't
0: have a mic, man. I'm <laughs> to say something. Just yell. Oh, <laughs> My sources are telling me that Bitcoin is going to go into um, a turtle market.
1: A turtle and market. I,
0: by, and I mean that seriously. That I think the price movements are going to be a lot slower than people are used to oh. for the rest of the year. Oh. And that I suspect that we're going to probably top out December 31st, at somewhere around <laughs> $75,000.
1: I thought you were going to say 69420
0: and, oh, and that is my prediction for the end of the year. I do not think A we're going to hit 100K this year. Uh, <laughs>
2: You heard it here first, I, folks. Uh, We're going into I a love, turtle market. I love even you know you're talking about, you know, conspiracy theories, you know, you're talking about Ben and his sources. What about smaying his mic? That, I've seen a lot of like <laughs> <lot of people laughs> complain about that. that, that <laughs> we are getting him another mic. You know, the mic that we We're had that was on a, the that was a good mic, it broke, and we have another one. We we cannot tell you the reasons why we have not gotten a hold of the other mic. But we, it's very we annoying. We have another mic. And I it yeah, I just I wish I could tell you the story. It just wouldn't probably be a good story to tell. Yeah.
1: No, it's an annoying story, but it wouldn't be appropriate. Uh, Yeah, everybody, Ben Ben is BitBoy Crypto. I call him Ben because I know him. But um, either way, guys, we got a lot more that we want to move on to. Real quick, uh, if you guys are liking the stream, like the stream. Let's see if we can't get to 1,000 likes. We very much appreciate everybody tuning in who is here. Thank you so much for joining. I want to tell you really quickly what we stand for because I think it's very important if you're going to spend time with someone that you know what they mean and what they stand for. Here's what we stand for. We stand for integrity we stand for humility we stand for giving you top-notch educational and coverage content so that you can make the best decisions here in the cryptocurrency space possible so you can make the most money provide for your community your family and your customers and everybody around you we want to make your life better so if that's something that you can stand behind make sure to smash that subscribe button and let's continue i've got an article here Coming from uh, Bank of America, interestingly enough, BOA outlines four potential benefits of El Salvador's Bitcoin strategy. This is an interesting one, and I was reading this this morning trying to figure out, hmm, why is a bank saying that El Salvador has benefits from Bitcoin? I haven't figured it out yet, but as we read on, we might have some idea. There's some very important points in here that I want to make, so you pump the brakes if you're thinking about, like, oh, they're talking about El Salvador again. We've heard it a million times. There's some new things here that you haven't heard covered on this channel, and you're going to want to know about it. More than 70 percent of the adult population of El Salvador does not have a bank account, reads the latest global research report from BOA. For that reason, democratizing access to electronic payments through Bitcoin has a progressive touch. They're absolutely right. BOA, one of the nation's largest financial institutions based on total assets, believes El Salvador could have a lot to gain with its latest foray into Bitcoin. In a report published last week, analysts said the uh, analysts at the bank said El Salvador's decision to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender could sc- could streamline remittances, promote financial digitization, provide customers with greater choice, and open the country to American firms and digital currency miners. The bank noted, and this is the point I, this is the point I wanted to make with this article. The bank noted that remittances account for a staggering twenty. of El Salvador's GDP, but a sizable chunk of that goes towards transaction fees. Using Bitcoin for remittances could potentially reduce transaction costs compared to traditional remittances channels, which is really interesting coming from a bank because they're the ones making money from those fees. The report said, according to an image provided by state-backed Diario El Salvador, the idea that Bitcoin could be used as an intermediary for cross-border transfers so that dollars are converted to Bitcoin by the sender and then converted back to dollars domestically by the receiver. El Salvador uh, El El Presidente, that's in Spanish. I can't speak Spanish. I'm going to butcher it. In June of last year, El Salvador became the first nation to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. You already knew that, but here's the point. El Salvador has a quarter of its gross domestic product coming from remittances. If you don't know what a remittances is, it's basically a fancy word for cross-border payments. There is a lot of money going, toward, uh, going to El Salvador from family members in other countries that have more opportunities than people in El Salvador do. And when you have 25% of your gross domestic product coming from remittances, the fees on those remittances are very important. Now, remittances are not... As expensive as some people make them out to be. A lot of the very expensive remittances are bank-to-bank transfers. That's what XRP is attempting to solve, by the way. Not the cryptocurrency. I'm sorry. Not XRP. Ripple, the company, is trying to solve through its products. XVX, RapidX, uh, uh, everything. The point here is that if there's 25% of GDP coming into El Salvador through remittances... There might be as much as 1% of their gross domestic product being spent on fees. You know how big of a deal that is? You realize the U.S. government spends 1% of its revenue for the federal government, not GDP, 1% of revenue for, for the federal government on NASA. NASA makes up like 0.25% of GDP. Many, many, many very important things in our nations make up 1% of GDP. You know what 1% of gross domestic product can do? That's a big amount of money. Now, I don't know what the exact number is, but the point is those fees are costing the El Salvadorans and their families a lot of money. And they're very right when they say that Bitcoin can help with this because there are billion-dollar transactions that happen all the time where people spend $5 on Bitcoin transfers because it doesn't matter how much Bitcoin is being moved. It's not a percentage fee. It's a flat fee. And this is a big deal. This is another one of the reasons why I think Bitcoin is going to be mass adopted starting in South America and Southeast Asia and Africa because there is a lot of money flowing into these nations from the more developed countries of the world. 75% of GDP comes out of three places. The Eurozone, China and America. This Much of the rest of the world is nowhere near as wealthy as we are and that's a very sad thing. But there's a lot of money flowing into those nations from the more developed world and those fees and the transaction times and all of the headaches that come from the traditional banking system can be helped to clear it up by Bitcoin. This is a big deal, and I think we're going to see a lot of adoption for exactly this reason. Tim, what are your takes on the whole El Salvador thing? We've been talking about El Salvador for a long time. I don't want to repeat ourselves, yeah, but...
2: Yeah, I, I, I think... you. I- you're specifically asking about the the thing saying that El Salvador might have problems with this new adoption, right? Yeah, well, that, but also what what do you just in general? What do you have any yeah, thoughts okay, on El Salvador so, in general? So, I'll answer that one first because so that's what I thought you were asking. You know, the news because if you if you look on it, you're going to see articles almost daily talking about, oh, you know, the IMF and all these other other agencies mm-hmm. say that El Salvador might be in trouble. It is nothing more than fud. It, this is like the epitome of like, why are there so many children who who struggle in life? Because when they're young, they're told that you you know you won't do anything. Yeah. And unfortunately, too many children listen to those because that's the whole thing is that they list. It's the people that have control and power over them that tell them those things. And so when you get told that day after day after day, you start to believe it. Yeah. I'm really hoping El Salvador me, just stays strong and says, you know what, uh, I'm going to stop listening to the fud. Uh, you know, we've even had people chat on here. We have not had. Millions of people chatting here. But we've had people say on here, "Listen, this is a, this. I am from El Salvador. This is FUD. Yeah. This is not true. All this stuff that they're saying, that them, them saying that there's a large majority of people living here that don't want this is yep. not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this is nothing more than." There's a large entity that does not want El Salvador or any other country to use Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And so it's, hey, we have control of the press. Let's write a narrative. Let's tell a story. Let's discourage people. And let's okay. hope it works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, someone, uh, Max44TV said 1% of El Salvador GDP is about $246 million. You know how many roads, how many hospitals you could build for that? You know how much mu- how much. Better the quality of life for the El Salvadorans could be if they had that much more money. You know, you know that there's a lot of value in El Salvador using Bitcoin. Um, Nick just uh, donated two dollars. Said Telecoin is an ERC20 token, mostly based on remittances. Yeah, I've I haven't studied Telecoin too much, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it. There's a lot of cryptocurrency projects that are tackling just that cause. How many people? Um, how many, how much money is used on remittance payments for these uh, these less wealthy nations? And look, guys, I would not be surprised if in the next couple of years we start seeing more nations like Panama and Paraguay and Uruguay and uh, Chile and Argentina talking about adopting Bitcoin in some capacity. Maybe not a full on legal tender and replacement of currency like we saw happen in El Salvador, but a major adoption event going on. There is a lot of good that the U- that the U S dollar that Bitcoin can do for the world, and I genuinely believe that Bitcoin can be the conduit to making that happen now look guys there is a lot to cover here so we're going to move on but really quickly before we jump onto my chart I want to grab a couple of articles here and I want to talk about this infrastructure bill going on in America because there has been a lot of conversation going on about this infrastructure bill going on here in the U.S. It's a one trillion dollar package. You guys got my two cents, my three cents, my four cents and all five of them, too. Last week, when I started complaining about the government running a three trillion dollar deficit, I'm going to leave that soapbox in the closet. However, I do want to talk about this because there are some concerns about the way that this bill is drafted and I want to go ahead and read about them. U.S. Uh, updated U.S. infrastructure bill narrows crypto reporting requirement. An updated draft of the controversial crypto reporting re- uh, requirement clarifies that brokers effectuate transfers of digital assets, but stops short of explicitly excluding miners or other parties that don't provide customer transactions. Now, I want to be clear on something because I said this last time, and I don't want to hear any comments about this. Number one, I am not against taxes. Pay your taxes. Taxes are a necessary evil to live in a civilized society. I am not against taxes. What I am against against. our taxes not being used appropriately and us having our wealth from the future stolen from us through massive inflation. That's what I have a problem with. And number two, I'm not against the government. I'm not an anarchist. I don't think we should try and live in a world without a government. I think that that would be very bad. I don't think that that would work. Everybody can be an anarchist right up until something bad happens and there's no ambulance to come and pick you up, right? I think that governments are a good thing if they are run correctly, which is almost never. But nevertheless, the point is, governments and taxes I'm not opposed to. What I am opposed to are governments using taxes incorrectly. And not helping the people with them. That is my TLDR of the spiel I gave last week. Nevertheless, the point we're making here is not about that. It's actually about regulatory clarity, because this bill might actually be bringing some regulatory clarity to how taxes should be paid in cryptocurrency. This is something that needs to happen, because Currently, there is not much clarity around how cryptocurrency taxes work. And by the way, there's not much clarity in uh, the in the vast majority of CPA offices about it either. You know, this and this is tangential, but it's important. I was in I was talking to my CPA two years ago and I was talking to him about crypto and he admitted like, hey, I need to study more on crypto. I don't know much about it. It's a new space. And we were joking about how long the tax code is. And he's like, yeah, it's like this tall. And he and he told me I've been working in the tax field for 25 years, and I haven't read the whole thing. How do you... We're good. We're good. Anyway, this will hopefully bring some regulatory clarity to cryptocurrency. An updated version of the U.S. Senate's bipartisan infrastructure bill narrows the definition of broker for the purposes of crypto tax collection, but stops short of specifying that only companies that provide services for customers qualify. The bill, which is being debated by the Senate, funds around $1 trillion in infrastructure improvements across the country, which I'm all for infrastructure improvements, but I'm also for not running a massive deficit, and would be paid for in part by a $28 billion tax... Uh, $28 billion in taxes generated from crypto transactions. I have no problem with cryptocurrency paying their fair share of the burden in taxes. An earlier version of the bill sought to do this by boosting information reporting requirements and broadening the definition of a broker for tax purposes to include any parties that might interact with crypto, including decentralized exchanges or other non-custodial service providers. An updated version of the bill now specifies that only people who provide digital asset transfers would be treated as a broker, according to a copy of the bill obtained by Coindesk. In other words, the language now does not explicitly include decentralized exchanges, but it it also doesn't explicitly exclude money. Miners, node operators, software developers, or similar parties. So here's the couple of context clues that you need for this. Number one, a bit of context you need for this. Number one, this is still a draft. It's still being worked on. But there is some very uncertain language in here. You know, the reason that we were in a way actually kind of happy about this was that we were at least going to understand how we were going to be taxed in cryptocurrency it was inevitable that the government was going to start getting their hands in crypto we knew that i've been preaching that ever since i started the channel regulation is coming let's just try and make sure it's clear and uh, conducive to the growth of crypto what we're seeing now is that instead of regulatory clarity It seems like there's more regulation coming with regulatory uncertainty. It seems like there might be more regulation coming and we don't even know how it's going to happen. You see, this is why we need Bitcoin because Bitcoin democratizes the financial power of the world and puts us back in our hands, not into the hands of the elite who don't have our best interests at heart. You know, it's really sad what goes on in politics. The amount of good people that go into politics and then all of a sudden they just get hit by a train and they are completely different people is very, very sad. This is not a political channel, so I'll leave it at that. That happens on both sides. By the way, that's not a political statement at all. That's a bipartisan statement right there. What I'm concerned about is that we might be about to see more regulation coming into crypto that's not clear. That's something that I want to hear your takes on in the comments. What do you guys think about this bill? It's been all over the news over the last couple of days here in cryptocurrency. I would love to hear your takes on that in the comment section down below. Tim, do you have any thoughts on all this that is just anything? I know it's not a very well-guided question. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to regulation? Yeah, re- what we're seeing here with regulation and the regulatory clarity or not.
2: I, I mean, I don't... I, I would say... The first thing is look at any other country. I don't think America is special or different. Every yes. other country where there is ridiculously uh, negative regulation, mm-hmm. crypto seems to go to boom and to uh, explode. So I think that potentially what you have expect when you're looking at the U.S. at least they see that they realize that you can say what you want. Again, just as Jeff just said, this is not a political statement because uh, this is bipartisan. Say what you will about anyone in politics. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian—any of them—they're not idiots. They yeah. might be wrong, and they might have agendas, but they're not idiots. Yep. And I know it's fun to to look at certain one of the ones of them and say, "Oh, how did this person get here?" Listen, they don't get there without being at least a form of intelligent. Yeah. They want to stay in power. They want to, you know, they they do not want to lose their job. And if they piss off the wrong people, they will lose their job. Mm-hmm. If they do things that are wrong over a period of time, they realize they will lose their job. Mm-hmm. I think they are looking at this very clearly. I think you see people like Elizabeth Warren who – She's clear. She's just saying I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, I I want to understand what's happening here Because that's a big thing is when you're used to having control and you don't understand what's happening You lose control and it freaks you out So that's what I think we're seeing is a lack of understanding in our government and our in our politicians Freaking out because they're losing control uh, As soon as they you know that breeds to them educating themselves learning more and more about it learning more about what their people want uh, I I think there's gonna be some confusing regulation but i i really do think that even the united states is in a boat of saying hey it's we can't stop this train yeah. our best bet is to jump on with it Agreed. and to try to keep as many people safe as possible so i'm hoping that every bit of regulation is actually constructive and helpful mm-hmm. and not vague but i you know i do fear that there's going to be some there's going to be some vagueness to it because again if i'm kind of crypto tim i'm just learning there're they're not crypto. We have non-crypto politicians non-crypto trying to make laws about it. That's so it, give them some time to That's figure accurate. it out. You know.
1: Yeah. No. You know the interesting thing. Aaron said that I think it was Aaron from Allcoin Daily said this on Around the Blockchain last week. He said that uh, we were talking about PayPal, and I actually have some other articles that we're not going to go over today from uh, PayPal. Um, that he was talking about how PayPal is very much in cahoots with the government, not in a bad way. They just are very. I mean, they're a financial institution, so they're very intimately aware of what's going on on Capitol Hill with politicians. And PayPal would not be moving in such an aggressive way towards adopting Bitcoin and cryptocurrency if they thought that Bitcoin was going to get banned or regulated to high hell. They they have an insider view and we don't know what their inside view is saying but we can see by their actions what they believe PayPal seems to believe that we are going to have a strong environment to do business here in cryptocurrency so this is the good news is that based on what major institutions are doing such as uh, New York Stock Exchange parent company ICE Intercontinental Exchange launching back a couple of years ago there are some major power players that are willing to do massive business here in cryptocurrency and they probably wouldn't be willing to do that if they had some kind of information that the government was just going to flat out ban Bitcoin or try and attack it. So that's the good news. The good news is, even though we might be seeing specific bills that are very unclear and written strangely, at least in the long run, it seems like the government of America anyway isn't going to try and stifle cryptocurrency adoption. It looks like they're trying to put up framework to allow it to grow. And that is the good news here. The question is, how long does that last? Because Bitcoin depending on how you look at it, is a threat to the hegemony of the U.S. dollar. I would not be surprised at all to start seeing U.S. dollars show up in um, World Reserve currencies around the world maybe 1%, 2% here in the next couple of years, in the next decade or so. Mm-hmm. The U.S. dollar makes up 65% of, US, of uh, global uh, global currency reserves right now. The Chinese uh, currency makes up like 2%. You know, there's not many other currencies that make up world reserves uh, that have a world reserve status. Bitcoin might actually end up becoming part of that. And if it does, it could be a threat to the U.S. dollar. So we'll see here in the next five or 10 years how the regulatory landscape develops. I think in general, though, it is going to be positive for Bitcoin. And yep. that's the good news.
2: Yep. I mean, the other good news to remember is there are some really powerful people, for example, uh, you know, with, with, uh, gosh, why did I blink on his name? The head of Twitter, Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Homeless has, looking guy. <laughs> has literally said, uh, if I need to, I will leave Twitter for Bitcoin. Yeah. Again. He has done a lot of political things like him or hate him. He has made powerful. a lot of enemies and a lot of friends And I think he's made a lot of friends with the side that a lot of people are afraid will not want to accept crypto so I, I think there's even gonna be some pressure from the political politicians friends saying hey, uh Go light on this one. Help us out. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll teach you,
1: you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Let's go ahead and read some Super Chats. By the way, guys, if you're enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. We appreciate it.
2: And then we'll we'll jump into, I know after that we... Unless you have something else, we probably can jump into our predictions. We can do that. Uh, Did we read the one from Nick Receputo, the telecoin? Uh, Yes, we did. We did? Did we do Jedi Knight, Ozzy Todd? Uh, No, we didn't. All right, Jedi Knight, Ozzy Todd said, G'day, mates. G'day, mate. Thoughts on Cosmos? No, 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 hang on. you got to read the whole thing in that accent. I... Don't.
1: G'day, mates. Thoughts on Cosmos? <laughs> G'day, mates
2: is an easy one to replicate. I don't know if I know how they say every other word. Uh, Thoughts on Cosmos was a, was bullish on it for a while, but after learning about its inflation, 720%, I'm kind of thinking about turning it over. I don't know a whole lot
1: about Cosmos. In fact, I know nothing about Cosmos. But if it actually does have seven to twenty percent annual inflation, I would be careful. Um, I Look, by the way, before you make any trades, I don't know the first thing about Cosmos. So take yeah. what I just said with a grain of salt. But yeah. I don't want to yeah. spread rumors.
2: Uh, Mark Swain just donated money. You Mark know, Swain. Didn't even Let's want to go. say anything.
1: Mark so. Swain. He's the brother of Mark
2: Twain. I don't think that's how brothers work. Th- <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: Max44TV. is in North TV. Korea. <laughs> it is in North Korea. Everybody's named Cam over there. I don't know if
2: anyone's <laughs> named Mark over there, though. That's true. Max44TV said, seriously, Bitcoin store value, Ethereum, or a type of ETH, new, in- new internet, Doge becomes world currency It was around four years Elon is smart, there's a reason why he picked it Thoughts?
1: He picked it because he thought it was funny Elon Musk has a very powerful sense Doge? of humor oh, yeah. 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 No, he, he picked it because it was funny he And he's right, that. it is funny He, he even that. said that, he said the reason I bought Dogecoin Was because it was a meme He
2: likes dogs and he likes memes And, and there's
1: a Dogecoin yeah. coin I remember back in 2014 when the Doge meme came around It was my, it was, I love that meme Now I hate it, I hate that meme I'm done with Dogecoin, I'm so tired of talking about it. not really. I like Doge, yeah. Uh, I like Doge the meme, not the coin.
2: <laughs> Last one I have here, unless I've seen a new one pop was reading these Matt C said, I completely agree with Tim. Staying in power and control is the ultimate goal of politicians. Smash the likes, smash them likes. That yes. is true,
1: yeah. That is how it's that is sad,
2: but that's but, but the only good news, the only good thing about that is you know, maybe even crypto can help us get back to that. At the end of the day, government, this probably will reveal my political views but I don't even care government was put into place to serve us the people not us to serve the government. So, the the cons. I actually love when politicians get a little bit squirmy and worried about their approval rating. Oh yeah, because that means Good. that we have the power. When they stop worrying about their approval rating, that, right. because we just do everything they say. You're that's right. when we should be a little scared.
1: Absolutely. Amen to that, Tim. Drop a plus one in j- 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 Drop a plus one, Tim, in chat for that one. I can speak today, Tim. <sighs> uh, is it time for price predictions?
2: Oh, I'm, I feel so bad, Mark Swain. I wish I could find it, Mark Swain. If you want to repeat your, chat, he says my comment didn't go into the super chat for some reason. Oh, it's a normal to? chat, so I I, but I don't see it. So I'm gonna have to get I'm him to for it.
1: repost it. Yeah, Mark Swain, say it again, bud. I'm looking for it too. Uh,
2: but yes, what do you say? The next dude predictions.
1: I said uh, we should go ahead and jump into predictions. All
2: right. right. Well, here's the thing. So we usually in the past we had them written down on paper. We've decided beforehand. This one we're deciding during. Mm-hmm. So can we? Like, Smay, do you have yours ready to go? All right, so we all have, like, the honor code going. We're not going to listen to someone's prediction. No, nope, I'm good. And bounce no, off of it. No. Sweet. Okay, okay. Wait. So, well, if yours are written down, Smay, why don't we start with you?
1: Someone said, oh, no, Tim, a libertarian? Color me shocked. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got me. You got him. You got me. <laughs> Roasted. All
0: right. Uh, um, let me label
2: these.
1: Gosh. You have Here, any let, let me, let so me go first because I don't have mine written down oh choo 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 and i also am making them up as i go <laughs> yeah. so we can jump onto my no i, I have my them. numbers I,
2: I have my numbers set in my brain
1: can we jump onto the chart so i okay, can show people on, we're on the chart oh i am oh my gosh look it's the chart okay so guys um i am doing some ta on the fly right now to figure out where i think we're going to go i did some ta on bitcoin earlier so i'm not going to do a ton more now i'm just going to kind of go based off of what i said earlier I see Bitcoin. I really don't think the lo- the bottom is as low as You think it's going to go a little lower? I no, I think it's I think it's probably above $37,500, to be honest.
2: Okay.
1: Um, which I talked about going down to 36 dollars earlier. I I I don't know. It could. Um
2: It's hard when the hodl trophy's on the line, you know?
1: It is. 41 and a half. Wow, that yeah. super sucks. Does it? For me or you? Just, okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> okay. All right, moving on to Ethereum oh, here. No,
0: no, 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 we're not going to do all three. We'll each do our... Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. What's yours, May? Well, you go first.
2: I, I was said 42. Oh. 42. And I have a reason for it. Uh, You know, if you look at that level... You know, historically, Fridays, we go down. 42, I think it's a little closer to to 41.8, so -hmm. that's why it's going to be right between us, but I decided to go up instead. 42,000 is right along, if that level of support continues, and we come back down and test that level of support on Friday around 8 o'clock, which is the closest we can get to 9 o'clock, obviously, with four-hourly prediction, um... If we can now and test that, it should be sitting right around that 41.8 one eight, which is why I'm like, okay, potentially we could hit it and bounce back up by nine thirty. So that's my reason for forty two hundred. So it sounds, I bet we came to those numbers by different reasonings, So I don't know if that's the reason you came up with yours. No, it was not. All right, so May, what's uh, your prediction? When
0: I say my key, repeat it so they can hear it.
2: Yes. Okay.
0: My price prediction is for Bitcoin
2: is forty three. Gosh, darn it. Forty
0: three
1: I like my position.
0: Gosh like, darn it. I like where I
2: am. Yes. Why did you guys have to freaking sandwich me? <laughs> I read it. Read it. Smaze is 43,532, ah. which means, again, Tim has a very slim window of opportunity to win. You,
1: okay, well, while I'm reading my Ethereum one, go ahead and calculate your window. We, I will. we need to find out Gosh what the windows darn are. It. Oh, poor Tim. Poor Tim. Poor Tim. All right, guys, I am thinking. I think Ethereum's a few days behind Bitcoin. I think Ethereum's going to have a correction here in the next couple of days. We're going to talk about Ethereum tomorrow, but let the record state: I think Ethereum's going to have a correction tomorrow, um, before the end of the before tomorrow's stream starts. So I'm going to say on Ethereum, twenty five eighty. That's where I think we're going. Twenty five eighty.
2: Twenty five eighty. Twenty five eighty. Yes, sir. All right. And go back to my chart to make sure I was right. Because I'm pretty sure what I said was...
1: By the way, y'all, I'm winging this week, so don't make any trades based off of my predictions. All
2: right. Tim is going 28-26. 28-26, okay. So here, and here's the reason why. And that's Really? I, I actually fear that it might be low. Really? Here in two days... EIP fifty fifty nine and the London Fort drops. Yeah, and, it's and there's gonna, a lot of anticipation that potentially that could even boost. But then it's gonna dump. We'll see, man. We'll see. It's gonna dump after that. Those of you who are wondering if Tim and Jeb ever disagree, we do this now. This is your moment. This is your
1: moment. We disagree. It's moment. gonna happen.
2: and Wait, It's gonna dump. Say your restriction again, Tim. To- twenty-eight, twenty-eight, twenty-six. So two thousand eight hundred twenty-six. What do you got? What's Jeb's? Two thousand five hundred eighty. Mine's three thousand. No, it's not. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Proof for the people Oh proof my gosh That's right Three there thousand. Three 3,000 <laughs> I swear Smay we were supposed to have an alliance ah.
1: I saw a do you want to form an alliance yesterday Tim gosh, of that? darn it Poor guy Alright Cardano I'm gonna pull a number out of a hat A dollar and forty Dollar well, 40. 40. 40. forty I literally just Ooh. pulled a number out of a hat
0: Okay babe before we go any further I just want to note Mine is actually
2: a dollar forty as well, so we might have to Okay. Up. Okay, well let's hear Tim's first and then we'll decide. Mine was a dollar forty five, so I'm happy that I'm not sandwiched here. I'm doing a dollar thirty nine. <laughs>
1: No, you can't just say You that. can't. <laughs> sure I can. You can't say that. <laughs> Sure what I we can. can do,
2: <laughs> what we can do is...
1: <sighs> Gosh. Let the record show. I said I changed mine before Smay did. No.
2: But let the record show Smay wrote his down, so yeah. I feel like Smay should have preference. Yep, that's right. Bruh. <laughs> Let us know in chat real quick. We will give you guys. <laughs> Who we got, gets to change layers?
1: Tim or Jeb, uh, Jeb or Smay. Jeb or
2: Smay. Smay wrote his down. He came prepared. Jeb said he just and winged it. I got a feeling.
1: It. He has no attachment feeling. or heart plus to one Smay whatsoever. or plus one Jeb. To be fair, I honestly thought 140 was high. I was planning on saying like 133. I want to
0: make mine 139. I want my prediction to be one.
1: No, we got to hear the people. I will go with whatever the people say. We got to hear the people. Plus one Smay for him or plus one Jeb for me. <laughs> we got to hear it. Uh, Somebody's asking a question, and I definitely want to answer it really quickly. Um, Uh... Kushagra? I'm sorry, I might not be pronouncing your name very well. Uh, please help, Jeb. I bought Luxalgo from your code and got 20% off, but I didn't know if my settings are good enough. Please help me with stability and agility on different time frames, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. Really quickly. I know we're waiting on this, but I do want to okay, show you this.
0: There's a ton of smays in the chat.
1: I, don't see. I don't see anything.
0: Well, I, <laughs> I have been blinded. All right, I'm blind. Alright, so my prediction is officially now 139.
1: Okay, fine. Uh, the agility and uh, sensitivity settings I use, my friend, are 12 for sensitivity, and I use 26 for agility, and these are actually, I think, the default settings when you first like remove the indicator and put it back on. There's a ton of different ways you can change the settings in their Discord, or they have a automatic an automatic thing. I found 12 and 26 is the best. That's what's given me these really good signals, like these so I would use 12 and 26 personally. Good not question. On your
0: screen that entire time.
1: You were not on my screen that entire time. Okay. That's well, for rough. anyone who doesn't he, know he what I was say saying, 12 is right here on Luxalgo for sensitivity is what I would use, and then 26 on signal agility percentage right here is what I would use, and leave everything else standard. That's how I would use Luxalgo. Now we can go back to full screen, me. Okay. okay. So let's go ahead and wait, Tim's, Tim didn't give his card off. Oh right. Yes I did. hey yeah, he did. Uh-oh. He said 145.
2: $1. I... Okay, so like recap all of them. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So we are, and I did the math. I haven't done the math on Ethereum yet. It's still not a. It's a bigger window than Bitcoin but uh, Jeb came in at forty one thousand five hundred I came in at forty two thousand sandwich in the middle because may said forty three thousand five hundred thirty two which means for me to win I have a window between forty one thousand seven hundred fifty and forty two thousand seven hundred sixty six so just barely a thousand dollar window. It's, a, it's it's doable. I, that's enough of a window that it is doable, but that is it's doable a hard one. That's hard. I'll do the mat. the the one on the one on the theme. I'll have a little bit more room. Not a, no, actually now. That I say it no. Like I'll have like literally a two hundred dollar window. <laughs> that's not even two hundred, is it? Uh, no, I, I think it is because he said twenty five eighty. So I think I have like almost everything north of twenty seven and everything south of like twenty nine ish. My gosh, so that's rough. Yeah, that's rough that's rough Tim gosh darn it but I I mean hopefully Cardano pulls through for me I have the highest one there I think Cardano is the most unpredictable one. You know, I was originally gonna
1: say $1.39 I was like, you know, can't, a dollar you round can't number. do it now. You, I know, I can't. Over. I can't change it now. It's in stone. But you know,
2: we got we got two more super chats. One from Jebby Knight, Ozzy Todd, saying, "I miss you, May, broken heart. Thanks for the advice." Aww. Uh Re Cosmos, brilliant Ozzy impersonation. Shout out to anyone out there who's struggling. It's not weak to speak. Absolutely, that is absolutely true. I was talking about the other day, actually. You know, before I moved to the last super chat. Um, you know, our the point of our channel obviously is to teach you guys crypto but there's not you know crypto is not the end-all be-all to solve all of the issues that we as humans have uh ultimately you know uh, we on this channel we're christians you know those of us in this room we're christians we believe that jesus is the answer and and even the whole thing about jesus uh, and and not without going into a full sermon giving you guys a full speculation what jesus ultimately did was come to heal relationship and that stems not only from god but also between us Mm -hmm. uh and the thing is like right now if you feel alone uh you are not alone like you are loved uh there is even if there's no other human in your vicinity that is going to show you affection just know from us, we love you. Uh, just know from your Heavenly Father, He loves you. You mm-hmm. are not alone. If you need anything, reach out to us. Yeah, do it. Uh, we would love to pray with you guys, take mm-hmm. care of you guys. Um, yep. Yeah, that, that that's something I I, I really, has been on my heart recently, is there, there are some people out here who just feel like they're literally no one cares, and that's not true. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on, J.D. Park, I don't fully understand this one, it says, Jeb, three, Smay, three, Tim, one. Oh, he's doing our scorecard. Oh, uh, I think he's saying Jeb's going to win. I think, but he said, come on, Tim, cut the tree, burn the truck, love you guys. But at the uh, moment, I think it's three for Jeb, two for, or three for Smay, two for Jeb, one for Tim. He is not predicting a Tim win.
1: We missed one, actually.
2: Kind of agree, JD. One. Kind of agree. We have another one?
1: Yeah, by Chase Christie. Donate have $5. Said, hey, Jeb, I'm 19 years old, and I got into crypto earlier this year into coins such as ETH, ADA, and VET. Any more tips for someone sort of new? Yes. Um... I talked about this in the video that went up yesterday. Pick something, bet on it, and just ride that horse. Because a lot of people, they try and jump around from project to project to project. They try and jump around from industry to industry to industry. For example, when I was newer in entrepreneurship, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to build a business. I just didn't know how. I tried Shopify. I tried Amazon FBA. I tried crypto. I tried YouTube. I tried everything. And crypto is what worked. And, you know, I there were a lot of times where I almost made the biggest mistake of my career, which was I almost quit. I almost changed what I was doing. I almost looked in a different direction. And the thing that put me where I am today is that I didn't do that, and a lot of people do. So I'm encouraging you, if you are in cryptocurrency and you're 19 years old, I've been where you are, Pick something, bet on it, and just try and become the best you possibly can. Nobody becomes a billionaire becoming a, by being a jack of all trades. They specialize in something, and then if they want at step 25 to go wide, then that's what they do. But you didn't see PayPal try and do 25 different products. They did one thing. They did internet payments over email, and they rode that for 10 years. You didn't see Apple jump into 500 different spaces. They made personal computers, and they rode that for 20 years. You got to grow tall, and then you can grow wide. That's what I would encourage you to do: is pick something and bet on it if it's crypto it's crypto if it's uh, Amazon it's Amazon if it's Shopify it's Shopify just pick something and bet on it and Don't fall for the trap that the grass is greener on the other side because the grass is a lot greener where you water it. Anyway, or as uh, the name of a book once said, the grass is greener over the septic tank. That is the name of a book. I'm not even kidding. You can buy it on Amazon. (coughs) Guys, that's all we got for you today. Drop a one in chat if you enjoyed today's stream. And also make sure to smash that like button. And by the way, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on our social media at Crypto Jeb over on Twitter and Instagram. We're growing fast over there in case anything ever happens to the YouTube channel. That's where you'll find us. So that's why it's so important for you to follow us over there. And also follow us on TikTok at Crypto Jeb Official. We're going quick over there, too. Wouldn't want you to miss anything over there. You can also hit the post notification bell if you'd like to be updated whenever the stream goes live. We go live 930 Eastern Standard Time every single weekday. Looks like we got one final super chat we can read before we wrap it out. Jason Bullard donated $15 said, do you think it's possible for Bitcoin to fall into a bearish, excuse me, fall into a bearish trend? Uh, while the fundamentals of projects like ADA, XRP, and Ethereum actually breaks the trend and continues bullish and decouples from Bitcoin. That's kind of what we're seeing happen over the last three days. Bitcoin's correcting, Ethereum is rallying. I think that that would be more of not so much a decoupling, but it'd be a... A, um, a not, not a major decoupling, but kind of like a shift in the time frame. Sometimes you'll see one market move and then the other market moves a month later. For example, we hit all-time high on Bitcoin December 21st, 2017. We hit all-time high on Ethereum January 8th, 2018, I think, something like that, about three weeks later. So it's possible that it's just a bit delayed. Uh, we also have another donation from Jessica Garcia. He said, this is why you guys are my favorite. Amen, brother. Love hearing the faith. Coffee on me again this week. Thank you very much for that, Jessica Garcia. I'm going to go get some coffee as soon as we wrap it out here. Yeah. Speaking about wrap, out though guys that's all we got before i go though i do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace